Hi, I'm Andy Psarianos. Hi, I'm Robin Potter. Hi, I'm Adam Gifford. This is the School of School Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the School of School podcast. We've got Andy and Robin. How are you both today? Hi. Great, thanks. Yeah. I'm doing well. Well, you're officially now the expert panel, right? Because I'm going to tell you what we're talking about today. It's something that's sort of (laughs) dear to my heart in all sorts of ways. Parent complaints. Right? That's why I'm telling you. You're the expert panel. You're parents. And I don't know whether you've complained. And we don't need to go into specifics. But... uh, I don't really know where to start with this one. A general chat around parent complaints. Do you want us to start complaining? <laughs> yeah, go on. You can you can start with that. <laughs> can we? Yeah. Can we? Can, observations. Do we have to? Can, are we allowed to complain about our kids? <laughs> no, you're not allowed to complain about <laughs> yeah. the kids. No. We don't have enough time can, for that. Can we complain <laughs> about? We don't have can I time. complain about your kids? Yeah, other people's children. That's I don't even know your kids. Absolutely. I know Robin's kids. I can complain about Robin's kids. Oh, but yeah, complaining. You, so you're talking about parents' complaints to teachers or to the school? I, I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this a lot, right? Because I think there's all sorts of, like, I think with parent complaints, obviously it's part of school. You, and, and I think sometimes the, the, the word complaint is, is wrong. It has too many negative connotations because it's all about how it's received, right? But I think it's about the importance of 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 complaints the culture of complaints whether or not complaints are contagious in a school whether or not it does damage that that people may not know about and those sorts of things and i just wonder if there's any observations in terms of, it doesn't have to be about you, you may never have made a complaint to a school but uh i think this is this is the same as anyone who complains you have to listen to them right and and then you have to use your judgment as to whether or not their complaints are valid or if they're misguided you know and and parents is the problem with parents and parenting is that's like really an emotional thing right you know if you feel that your kid is hard done by for one reason or another you know it pulls on your heartstrings right and then you you might do things that aren't always rational or you know logical or whatever right so as a recipient of the complaint you have to be aware of that right that people you one you have to be tremendously empathetic i think you have to be tremendously empathetic that's probably the biggest the biggest thing is you have to really try to be empathetic and 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 recognize that although you may not even agree with what this person is saying they're probably saying it for good reasons i don't know is that true can you say that i don't know yeah, I think it's true. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that anyone can learn is that because of the emotional the, the significance, right? I'm not, I can't think of too many things that would ever make you more emotional than your own kids or, or, or children that you care and love, right? Whether they're yours or someone else's, doesn't matter. If you, if you love someone, that's going to make you emotional, right? I always think if someone comes in, at least they care. Even if I've had people come in threatening to take my head off before, but at least they care. You know, like they've come in, they've, they've taken time out of their day to, to do that. And then I think it's very difficult, what, what anyone receiving that complaint has to have, it's very difficult to deliver 
a rational, well-thought-out complaint more difficult if it's regarding someone and you're very emotional about it. You know, like most of the time, we probably think if we're in the height of emotion, maybe I could do things differently or gone about it in a slightly different way. But I think you're right. I think that that, that, that emotional attachment is something that I think teachers have to really realise or anyone that's dealing with someone, that, that it comes from a good place. <laughs> Even if yeah, even if it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. 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 It's so tough. There's so many factors here. You know, maybe you have a, a, your child is struggling in the class and you don't feel that the, the teacher is recognizing that the child is trying or that they maybe have a, a, some learning issues. I, I don't know, but it's so hard because it can be completely valid but it could also be completely valid that the teacher is working with that student and struggling to get that student engaged. And I guess, where do you set the boundaries for interaction with the parents? You know, should they have full reign where they complain directly to the teacher or is it something that they need to discuss with the head of the department or the principal? Or I, I just, because can it be disruptive to the entire classroom if you're making an accusation or a complaint? Maybe you're not making a complaint. Yeah, I don't it, know. There's just so many avenues here. Teachers are vulnerable too, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. teachers take a lot on and people can be really nasty. And teachers have a lot of responsibility. And they, you got to protect them too, right? So yeah, you got to set boundaries somehow, but you also got to make sure that people are, are heard. Like, have you, if you sort of reflect on a point where you've been really disappointed with something that happened at your child's school and enough so that you went in to, to talk to somebody about it, whether you're really angry or just frustrated, ultimately for me anyway, I can't speak for everyone, I just want to be heard. I just want someone to say, to sit down and listen to me and say, hey, maybe there's another side to, to this, right? And you need to hear this. And, and as long as I, I, I can walk away from that situation, knowing that somebody listened to me and that that may take that into consideration with whatever happens next, I, I, feel, I feel like I've made progress, right? I, th I think most people probably feel the same. I don't know. Some people are just really angry and nasty and, and they're just going to come off that way. But, but even then, I think their motivation is they just really want to be heard and they just want to be taken into account. And if you can make them feel that way, not just make them feel that way, but actually give them that. If you can give somebody that, say, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to take it into account. I think most people would be happy. Maybe they won't be happy, but at least they, they'd feel like you you've been fair. Yeah, and I think I think it's one area that that we get wrong in school. So so if I said to you, right, what times your child's after school club, you'd know. What are the instructions with it? Well, parents wait over there. You do this. You know what you're doing, right? So at every stage, you know what you're doing. I kind of think this is one area where where the communication falls down because we're not trained in how to set that up. So if Andy, you come into my class and it's two minutes, two minutes to go before I'm starting to teach, and you're like, look. Adam, there's a real problem here, eh? And this is what's going on. And you drop a bomb and there's two minutes to go. You're not going to get the time. Then you're not going to get heard. 
I'm thinking I've got 30 kids in the class. I've got to go. I've got to go and sort them out because they're my responsibility more than you are right now, even though you, your world is your child. And so there's this real disconnect between it all. And I kind of think that I don't know too many schools. There's complaints policies, but that doesn't deal with the humanity of talking about the, the, the sort of people side of it. And it's kind of like, right, if you want to talk about your child, give some time, do this, do that, do these sorts of things. Because I think that that's what stops it. Is, is I think you're right. I think all both sides probably want to be heard, understood, and those sorts of things. But probably more so in terms of the parent side of it. And as, as a profession we've got to realise the place that someone's coming from, which is, I care deeply, and this is how it's manifesting at the moment. This is what's happening right now. And I think, but but I, I, just, I still think it comes back to a case of, it, it's one of those where we need to be taught, you know, like, tell me what to do. And this is coming from someone who's worked in schools. If I go into, when I, I haven't now, my children have now just finished school, but going in, I think it is one of those you've got to be guided through it. And I don't mean a like formal complaints process, but how do you make sure you feel heard? And I think it's such a crucial part of making schools work. Like it is so crucial because parents have got all of that information. And and sometimes we construct things in school that says, no, the barriers are up or you don't know how to do it or you're not going to get the time or whatever it is. I mean, it goes both ways, obviously. But... Uh, but I think I just think it's something that, that that needs to be considered is that these emotive things take time and you've got to make sure that you've got the time to listen. Otherwise, you do go away feeling, well, it's not listen to me, it's pointless. I'll either shout louder or I'll give up one or the other. So do you think it would be, do you think teachers can create their own? Every year they say, they send out to parents and said, okay, so this is this is how I run things in my classroom and... If you want to communicate with me, please do so on email. Please set up a meeting time. Please do this. Please do that. Or is it, again, going back to school policy where the school sets up that structure and says, if you have a question or a concern, these are our, this is, this is our You need structure. to do it at this both levels. Do this. You need to do it at both levels, Robin. I think that the school should have a policy for sure because you, you need to have a policy, right? Um, but the teachers, the teachers need to take it upon themselves to to communicate with the parents, like you know. And I think it's totally fair to say to a parent, "Look, you know, um, if you got a problem, I want to hear about it, but please be mindful that you can't come in two minutes before I'm starting the class and dump some huge problem and think that I'm going to to solve it." But it, but but you need to be prepared as to what to do if that does happen. So if that does happen, I think the teacher should know what their escape route is and say, look, look, I can't talk to you about this right now, but please go talk to the deputy or go talk to the head teacher right now, because obviously it's really important for you, but I've got to teach this class right now. And then I'll, I'll, I'll catch up with them and then we'll, we'll, we'll take appropriate action. Like you just need to make sure to say people like, like, uh, you know, that, that we want to hear what you have to say. And we're going to consider it. I think if you can just do that, and then if they're really burning that you have some kind of exit strategy, right? Where, you know, those things need to be policy levels. But the head teacher needs to agree. Like, you don't want a head teacher saying, what do you think is sending this angry person at me? You know, I've got my job. You know, you don't want to get that response. You want the head teacher to be bought into that idea, right? So these things need to be discussed and at both levels, right? 
And I think it's correct. And, and everyone's in it for the same reason, right? Everyone wants that child to do well. Everyone wants to go out. Hopefully, and I just, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, absolutely. Not always. But, but not I, think, always. I think, no, well, no, no, not always. But, but certainly as far as the school goes, you, you would expect, I think you could have an expectation that, that everyone wants it to work. You know, I know it's human nature. Sometimes that might not be the case. But I, I think it, it is one of those areas that can be really destructive coming out of a place that should be one of saying we want this person to do well and we're not understanding each other about that path right we've not quite joined our our, our mind on this one so i think take the time have a listen and and yeah <laughs> i think i think it's one of those areas that that can freak you out as a teacher but it's worth investing the time and for the reasons that have been put forward Thank you for joining us on the School with School podcast.